We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this morning. The regular season is over. The silly season has begun as uh, some coaching moves. Some crazy games over rivalry Saturday and much more. We'll talk about all that coming up. We'll discuss a little bit on what's next for uh, for Ole Miss. They've got a good break. They're going to play either December 30th or play January 1st for their uh, their bowl game. So all that and much more. Our first time back with you since the, uh, the Egg Bowl on Thursday night. Ole Miss a 31-21 winner over the Bulldogs. So uh, that is today's show. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know about the Speed Pass Plus app. You know about the lunch specials, five sixty nine for two sides of bread, 32-ounce drinks. I know we're going to give some stuff away for basketball season. I don't know when that starts, um, so I will let you know as soon as possible. I'll check on that today. But plenty more giveaways going on there with the Oxford Exxon. You know, you can take stadium cups from the Pavilion from Bought Hemingway. You can fill those bad boys up very cheaply and keep that with you there at uh, all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. So more on that as the week goes on. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. That number, call it, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. It's a quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guests will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Coming up um, over the course of the week, a couple, uh, couple of basketball games. We've got a Tuesday night game. We've got a Saturday morning game against Memphis. Championship weekend and all of those things. Uh, there at Rafters, you can check out, have a burger, have a po' boy, great appetizers, full uh, bar, great beer selection, and more at Rafters on the Square in Oxford, and also Rafters, New Albany. Neil appears to feel like warmed over hell, so we'll get through the uh, the morning show here. It's about um, right. Yeah, kind of yeah. sound like it too. So it's, it's yeah, and this is as good as I've sounded in a little while. Is it really? <clears throat> yeah. Got a new chair. I did get a new chair, which is good. Is it better? It's so much better. My God, my back's really? rejoicing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
so many different things to do. Just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, I've said that seven thousand times, but um, I mean, we're going to get asked if we don't mention it every day. So Ole Miss is waiting. It all goes by the college football playoff rankings. They have three different options of bowl games. That's it. They can go to the Peach, the Sugar, or the Fiesta. They only go to the Sugar Bowl if they are the top-ranked SEC team in the college football playoff rankings outside of the playoff. So either Alabama's got to win and get in, or Alabama has to lose to a situation where they fall below Ole Miss. Brian Harson could have taken care of all of this Saturday afternoon. He should have been fired for not going for two. We'll discuss that. He should have been fired yeah. right, there. If right I'm, there. If I'm the Washington AD, that worries me a whole lot more than anything to do with a damn vaccine. Oh, so absolutely. That, if I'm that, the Washington AD, he's off my yeah, list. Yeah, that was that like, moment. no, because you, you coach scared. Yeah. That's what you did on Saturday. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. But, uh, yeah, that is the situation. They uh, have to be the top-ranked SEC team not in the playoff to get a Sugar Bowl invite. The Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl are both at-large bowls. So they just the committee puts people in those bowls. However, because the Orange Bowl is a playoff game, I expect the ACC champion to be in the Orange Bowl. I mean, I'm sorry, in the Peach Bowl. It yeah. makes the most sense geographically. So if Ole Miss plays in the Orange Bowl, I would assume – I mean, in the Peach Bowl, shit. I would assume it is against <clears> – <throat> Pitt or Wake Forest, if you made me uh, take a shot there. Fiesta Bowl possibilities would include a lot of different people, Michigan State, Notre Dame, on down the list. So maybe even a Big 12 team. So that's kind of what's uh, what's what's in play there. Where would Oklahoma State go, Sugar? Uh, they would have to go to the Sugar if they don't make the playoff and they win the Big 12. Yes, that is the answer there. They have the same situation that the SEC does, where their top-ranked team not in the playoff goes to the Sugar Bowl. I know we're going to jump around. I'm certainly not trying to sabotage the show. Uh, if there's ever a day where I don't plan to sabotage a show, it's today. But there's no scenario where Alabama loses and makes the playoff, right? Some, After looking like they did Some people Auburn. believe that if they've played really well, they'd have a shot. But here's why I don't believe so. is because I just think there's too many other options. I think a one-loss Notre Dame gets in above a two-loss Alabama that is coming off the stinker against Auburn and the loss in the SEC championship game, no matter what that looks like. My my hunch is that Alabama cannot do that. Yeah, I mean, look, kudos to Auburn's defense, first and foremost. I mean, they've always been good this year. I, I kept waiting for them to play that game, and they did. If you've never been to that game, especially when that game's at Jordan-Hare, it's a different game. It's um, I, I joke about the whole record book thing, but there's a certain element of truth to it especially when the game's at Auburn, their fans are just phenomenal for that game, and they impact the game. Um, but if you're watching that game, I mean, this is an Auburn team that now they finished 6-6, six and six, and they should have won. I mean, if if Bigsby just goes down and burns 40 seconds off, they win the game. Yeah, because Alabama gets it back at that point with like 45 seconds, not a minute and a half or whatever it was. Yeah, so I just don't know how – computer no computer people i don't care I, I don't know how they lose to georgia by say 10 points on saturday and still get in if they do it's because the committee just by god wants them in and they're willing to essentially fix it to get them in yeah i think i went like one and 11 in picks last week i think i've had maybe the worst season in history and you went three and eight yeah there you go and i will say though the one thing I did predict it was a very real chance for Auburn to go 6-6 six and six this season. That's my one win from everything to do with predictions is I hung you on did. Auburn could suck. That was that was my – and now I didn't I didn't anticipate Bo Nix getting hurt, but I don't know that that even changed the game um, coming down the street. Well, it changed South Carolina. What changed probably. the game for Auburn was when um, – Well, no, I meant like changed the Oh, yeah. Sorry. What changed the game was when Finley 
rolled his ankle so bad. He's yeah. lucky he didn't break his ankle. The way yeah, why they're happened. throwing the ball on that first down when they got it back there on the 44 is beyond all understanding. And, uh, and anyway, so Just, I don't know. There's, there's so much. There's so um, much you could go to on that game alone. I mean – Yeah, just I, – I mean, I, I was kind of stunned, really. Harson is the most to blame. Bigsby's got to be smarter there, although the play call put him in a bad situation. Because I get that he turned the corner, but the odds of him picking up 13 yards when you're in the huddle was so low. You gotta, it was a crappy play call. You got to get down. Yeah. And you don't put your running back in a position where he's got to make that decision. Because his competitive instincts. And he goes, well, two yards and the game's over. Like, literally just yeah, go. He, yeah, and then the third down play call was egregious. Joe Moorhead took the Akron job? Did he really? Really? Mm, good for him. What's he, he doing? wants to be a head coach, I guess. I'd have stayed at Oregon another year. I don't know. Akron? With all the movement. Akron? You I, telling me Joe Moorhead couldn't get the ULL job? I've just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, me neither. I'm just <clears> talking. I, I Probably doesn't want to go to ULL. Where's, Mo- where's Moorhead originally from? Like what New, part of the it's country? Like New Hampshire or Delaware or something, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to fight about Joe, Ac- Joe Moorhead today. You know, go be as that's a, not where you're going to put your energy today. No, Joe Moorhead. <laughs> I mean, I've got like this much energy. I'm not spending it on Joe Moorhead. Couldn't he, he seems like a nice man. Good luck to you. Yeah, yeah. The play call is the problem. I mean, Bigsby get down, but he's also was kind of like held up and slung out of bounds. I mean, Alabama had a hand in that. It wasn't like Bigsby went, oh, let me hop out right here. Yeah, he, he has, he's got to go down. He's got I mean, you, you got like, you like, to you you, you, you become a dead fish. You have to just fall. Yeah. No, I'm falling down. Yes, guys. the clock's uh, going to keep running. I'm falling <laughs> down right now. Yes. If I'm going out of bounds, you're picking me up and carrying me out of bounds, and they're still going to stop the clock when, when you do. I mean, they're still going to let the clock roll and do that. Um, Ole Miss gets a big commit yesterday. The Perkins kid out of Raleigh, um, starting their 2023 class for uh, for that. Lane appeared to be kind of all over um, the South yesterday because he was trolling all along the way as his day went. Picture of the Louisiana car tag, the Texas car tag. He um, got on a plane at some point. Was big game hunting as every coach in America uses at some point during the recruiting season. Um. I didn't really understand. Help me if I'm wrong here, and I'm sure there was probably a little motivation and joke to it, but a lot of media members going on and going, oh, God, look at Lane trolling by putting Louisiana car tech. Lane Kiffin puts up something about his location everywhere he goes, every time he goes on a recruiting trip. I'm sorry, I did not find that overly compelling yesterday. No, I thought it He's was just... put the Columbus airport. He's put everything on Twitter when he travels somewhere. It was just his way of saying he was in Louisiana. That right? was it. He was going to see Cam East. That's what he was telling you. And then he drove by the Superdome and took a picture, or someone took a yeah, picture sure. or whatever. Yeah. You don't think he took it? I mean, he could have. It was a cell phone, so someone in the car. Yeah. Oh, really? Moorhead coached at Akron previously? Okay, great. Sure. Oh, cool. Fine. Moorhead's from Pennsylvania. That's closer to there. Probably a little more close. Yeah. I mean, look, not to get political here, but. The state of Oregon's nuts right now. So much of the crystal ball stuff is about the state of Oregon. Mm -hmm. So anyway, big commit. Uh, Lane's been all over. Uh, 
completely irrelevant, so I'm only going to spend like 10 seconds on this, but I've gotten asked this like nine times in the last 24 hours, even after the result of the game. Yes, Ole Miss would have gotten a trophy for winning the West. The, the SEC makes the rules. I don't bitch at them, not me. I don't know. I'm just telling you that's the way yeah. they see it. And then, two, Lane Kiffin would not have made an extra dime. He, his contract reads participation in the championship game, not winning the West. Okay. For a reason. Um, so, anyway, those two answers, that's that. That's that. Um, coaching carousel, Billy Napier gets the Florida job, as everybody expected. That uh, has been pretty much done. Here why it is a really weird sport. SMU is announcing their new coach today prior to TCU announcing that the SMU coach left. Um, just from a straight PR standpoint. TCU has still not announced uh, what Because the it, SMU coach left to go to TCU. Yes. Although he is now on the – some list at Oklahoma. Oh, is he really? Supposedly. have a hunch seeing that actually happen. I don't think that's actually going to happen, but sure. Um, but yes, then SMU is going to just promote Rhett Lashley, so they appear to be doing that today prior yeah. to um, Sonny Dykes being announced in, in Fort Worth. So there's your Metroplex news for the day. Then Lincoln Riley. Um, he leaves Oklahoma, pisses off everybody inside the uh, the greater Norman area. I mean, like... I mean, really, really pissed off. He leaves for USC. There, you can go to Sooner Scoop. They've got video of him getting on a plane this morning at Will Rogers Airport, headed to uh, to L.A. Um, he answered his question, and frankly, I mean, I, I like Kerry a lot, uh, and he was trying to follow up. I'm not even necessarily blaming him, but Lincoln Riley answered his question accurately yesterday. Kerry asked him something about LSU, and he said he's not going to be the next head coach at LSU. Several people said, oh, he's playing semantics because there's going to be an interim coach and then he's going to be the next guy. No, he's just not going to LSU. He's going to SC instead. Yeah, and Kerry, um, to his credit, this is the pro- problem with the Zoom calls. Um, because they were road media, everything had to be on Zoom mm-hmm. because of COVID. Sure. Um, he was going to ask he, – he said, let me follow up on that. And then, and then uh, Riley said, next question. And that's where you have to start texting everybody in the group that goes, "Here's you." Have, this is the next question. We must ask about something other than this game. You you have to stop asking about this game. Yeah. So talk about the defense on that last drive. It happens. It's it's insanity. Um, it's when I think you see someone like me and you know that I'm dying on the inside. Every question should have been about Lincoln Riley's future. Nothing about the game. He is taking multiple members of his staff. The decommitments have come in hot and heavy. It sounds like there's a decent chance that he's going to take Caleb Williams, the quarterback, with him as well to, uh, to L.A. Um, I tell you, though, the list at Oklahoma, and, I mean, it's a big job. It's a whatever and top whatever you want to put into it, well, 10, I guess. Yeah, I'd put 10, right? Um, yeah, 10's fine. Although, go ahead. Um, their list is weird. It shows you the, uh, the, the lack of automatic candidates at places. It explains why this carousel has been so strange. And I say so strange, the season's not even over yet. Like this early portion of the carousel and everything skip, skipped ahead so fast. Because I look at their list and go, and, and I get it's just hot boards, I get it's media members, who knows what Joe Castiglione will actually pull out. But at the same time, it's a lot of meh. There's nothing in that you go. Oh yeah, that's the dish new Oklahoma because that's whatever. I mean, it's a it's a really weird list of candidates all across the country right now. Because look at LSU; they don't know what the hell's going on down there. No, because um, LSU. Listen, there's a lot of spin out of there, and I get it. Sometimes media spins. 
I think we try not to spend, but we probably get accused of spending sometimes. LSU was hiring Lincoln Riley until some point late Saturday afternoon when I think LSU got the first whiff of, oh, God, something's happened. You think it went into Saturday afternoon? I absolutely do. Really? Yes. Sometime Saturday afternoon, maybe it was 2 o'clock, maybe it was 4 o'clock, maybe it was 1 o'clock. Do you think he was brokering both at the same time? No, I think he was using LSU as interference. Yeah, sure. Okay. He was never actually had any intent. I don't know about never, but I think he had made up his mind in the recent in the recent yeah. days that he okay. was going to go to USC, and I think USC did two things. I think USC used friendly media to throw out a name. Yeah, they were trial ballooning. A little bit trial balloon, and also run some interference. Kind of used Bruce a little bit. And, you know, look, guys like Bruce Feldman and Pete Tamil and guys like that, Chris Lowe, and I think Chris would agree with this. Guys like that sometimes are going to get used, and in return, they get the scoop. They get to break the story. But, hey, we're going to kind of use you on Tuesday, and we'll give it to you on Sunday. That happens. And if you're not willing to ever... It's not that, like, I don't think Bruce Feldman was told, hey, look, we're going to, here's the plan. I don't, because he would have said, I'm not doing that. But I think he was told by people high up, hey, we're really zeroing in on Dave Aranda. It made sense. Dave Aranda's a Southern California guy. He's had a great season at Baylor. Makes a ton of sense. What's it going to do to Dave Aranda? It's going to give him leverage to get a better deal at Baylor. Mm -hmm. So it all worked for a lot of people. Nobody got hurt, but it let, USC by time because the national media spent the next and the local media spent the next three days talking about Dave Aranda and you know Dave Aranda makes a lot of sense is this the best we can do Dave Aranda makes a lot of sense is this the best we can do back and forth and you get to Friday and I think that's kind of when the Lincoln Riley thing started to really happen at USC and on Saturday LSU got wind of it the reason I know this is because LSU circled back to Billy Napier on Saturday and was told nope Done. Whether he had signed a memorandum of understanding, I don't know idea. But Link, I mean, uh, but but Billy Napier was done with LSU last week because LSU told Billy Napier last week, and when I say this, he told his representation. Sure. Hey, we're hiring somebody else. Go to if you want the Florida job, you should take it. And Scott Strickland made the move a week early. Because he wanted to go a, go get it done with Billy Napier. And it was easier to get it done with Billy Napier if Dan Mullen was out of pocket. And so he got it done with Billy Napier. Um, and that left LSU scrambling, which is, I, I think LSU woke up Sunday morning scrambling. Yeah, I listened to, and I and I, I get he's kind of been all over the place. I listened to a good bit of Moscona's show last night. and <clears throat> Which one? Because I listened to some of them. His, like, post-night scone thing where oh, he the did the YouTube Sunday morning thing. scone thing but it was last night he did a kind of an emergency thing around eight o'clock oh I missed it okay and Fill me in. he basically said that he had no idea and his point was he had two people that he trusted that have been pretty much right 98% of the time and one was playing the good tiger card and going nah you know Woodward always got the hedge we're good don't worry and said so the next guy goes all hell has broken loose and no one has a clue what's going on. I think that's the accurate one. And he kind of did, too. He goes, look, I, he goes, he, his, his thought on LSU was there was a floor, and he goes, people can criticize it, whatever. He believes this is on the, the, the truth. 
The Florida LSU is Mark Stoops. He feels like if everything completely falls apart in this coaching search, Mark Stoops is the head coach at, at, at LSU next. Well, he still he thinks Mark Stoops would still take it. Yes. Okay. He said, however, when they get past these three or four candidates, he has no idea if there's no one between Stoops and what has turned him down or if there are 14 names between Stoops and what has turned them down. Well, it's, it's not Aranda. They don't want him to come back, and he doesn't want to go back, is my understanding. And now Baylor's upped his pay tremendously. Yeah, Matt got worked over on the LSU baseball search because he put too much credence into Skip Bergman and the old guard for his sources. That is what happened in the LSU baseball search. Well, and in fairness to Matt yeah. and others that got played. And I get how it happens. I mean, they, well, yeah, not, we not were, really a criticism at all. We, we know how they got played. Yeah. Woodward played everyone. Yeah. Mike Bianco went to Birmingham to interview for the job because let's be real here. He Mike, thought he had the Mike job. thought he was getting the job. Cliff thought Mike was getting the job. Um, yeah. So the Woodward cat at Louisville thought Matt, Mike was getting yeah. the job. That's how the Louisville stuff leaked out. Yeah. And that's my point. I mean, you don't know what Woodward at the end of the day. I mean, Matt still thinks he's going to make Jimbo tell him no one more time. Frankly, almost has a temper tantrum because nobody else is saying yes on that top list right now. And then it goes from 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 there from uh, from that point. So, do you give any chance to Jimbo going? You know what? Maybe I cannot do it here. I do have kind of have that wonder. We'll we'll tease that. We'll tease that. I think uh, we want to talk a little more about LSU and then uh, a couple other things as well before we do. I tell you about yeah because I want to talk about more about Oklahoma in a minute because yeah. I think this is significant. So Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Um, we're brought to you by Walk-On's Sports Bistro. They hosted, um, I guess they sponsored, I should say. They didn't host it. They sponsored the pregame and the postgame show throughout the year. We have one more of those, obviously, in a few weeks when Ole Miss plays in a bowl game. Uh, they put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine, po'boys gumbo voodoo shrimp, plus uh, fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland. And uh, I'm expecting to hear some specificity this week about uh, the location in Oxford, 1737B University Avenue in Oxford. It looks like it's really close to ready. So I expect to hear something from uh, the people at Walk-Ons here in the next few days. Uh, we're also brought to you by Brothrow. It's a social sports betting network, free to use. Um, it's a really cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that's going to save you money. You can start your own group, make friends, and invite your friends. Uh, payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more. It's uh, bet.brothrow.com backslash mpw um we're brought to you by muddy water camo enter the promo code rebel grove get a 35 percent discount on any products from the site free shipping on 100 or more muddy water has several new products on the site now and their brand new muddy water lady camo apparel is up as well so go to muddywateroutdoors.com enter the promo code rebel grove for 35 percent off it's the season of giving dead soxy has launched a uh, black pre they've launched a black friday sale you don't want to miss out uh, socks make uh, great socking stuffers. So for a limited time, go to deadsoxy.com, receive 35% off site-wide with the promo code EARLYBIRD. That's, uh, so whether you're giving your um, your family, your friends, or yourself a gift, give them something they look forward to wearing over and over again. 
Everyone needs to experience the difference a quality sock makes. So go enter the code early bird at checkout to get 35% off. I'll be bringing you some uh, new information about dead socks. I think it's tomorrow. It might even be in my email today, but you might be able to tell that I'm a little scattered. Uh, We're also brought to you by game changer patch. Uh, They want to help you prepare for the holiday season, Christmas parties, office parties, um, family get togethers, all that stuff. You know, sometimes you're going to imbibe a little bit. And they have the two-patch system that can stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. It's GameChangerPatch.com. Enter uh, the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast is brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery. The full holiday menu will come out here soon, but going to tell you about the holiday artisanal cheese box. It includes one nine-ounce wheel of holiday spruce. It's a washed rind cheese wrapped in spruce bark. The Mississippi Shake at a Vardy style with dill and peppercorn. A Snowbell, that is a tome-style cheese brined in red wine and aged two months. The Sugar Magnolia is their soft-ripened cheese coated in seasonal spices and herbs and wrapped in magnolia leaves. They get a jar of truffle spiced honeycomb with a honey stir stick and a cheese knife all of the cheese made with brown dairy farm milk and two of those cheeses holiday spruce and sugar magnolia are brined with wonderbird spirits gin the honey comes from Marta's honey farm and taylor everything could not be more local for this artisanal cheese box you can go ahead and start pre-order deliver or pre-order pickup starting december 7th give them a call 662-419-9201 cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com and right there off molly bar in oxford so full menu coming but that is the uh Artisanal holiday cheese box already available there at Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com. Um, you mentioned it in a message board post or somewhere, maybe in 10 thoughts. I don't know. Matt mentioned that LSU might take a run at Brian Kelly. Um, it, what, what told me that the scrambling is going did on? Did Matt mention Brian Kelly? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I, there's, there was some buzz about Brian Kelly last night. Yeah, he, he mentioned Brian Kelly. Um I mean, he's even mentioning Bob Stoops. I mean, it was it was this yeah, deal I mean, where on. there's this. I guess this is my point: is the names were so all over the place at this point of LSU search. Is that unless Woodward should frankly be in the CIA, they have no idea what they're doing today. Yeah, they're look, scrambling. Look, if Bob Stoops is returning to coaching, it's going to be to coach Oklahoma for a year. He's not going to LSU, right? I mean, why would Bob Stoops go to LSU at this point in his life? Bob Stoops left Oklahoma, left that job because of health reasons. You're going to go to LSU? I don't, I don't buy it. Any chance he would try to go to Oklahoma again? I mean, I, mean, I put more credence on that than I do LSU. I mean, it happened with the cat at Wisconsin. Barry Alvarez. For a while. I mean, maybe. I mean, if you put a staff together and – I mean, I'll throw a scenario out there. You bring a coach in and you make him the coach in waiting. Let him have a year to navigate before he becomes the actual head coach. Let Stoops coach a year. They'd probably, you know, rally around him for a brief period of time. Recruiting screwed anyway. I mean, your recruiting class is done. It was a devastating day for Oklahoma from a recruiting standpoint. They were just losing everybody. It just fell apart. Yeah. Which happens. And there'll be multiple people off that team that will leave. They'll go to USC or go to other places. It's Oklahoma's first real coaching search since 1999. Since Bob Stoops' first season when he was hired. 
So they haven't had a coaching search since about five, no, almost a year before Ole Miss beat them in the Independence Bowl to end last century. That is the last time it's been since they had a real coaching search. Because Lincoln Riley was an in-house successor yeah. to Stoops. And that's part of why they freaked out as a fan base and administrations. everything is, frankly, this hasn't happened to them. Um, well, they didn't see it coming. I think they, yeah. they all wrote the stories on Saturday night and Sunday morning that, hey, he's not going to LSU. Look at the denial. And they, I mean, kudos to USC. They kept it super quiet. So, Oklahoma is a good program. Oklahoma's made the playoffs. They haven't won a title. They beat up on the Big 12 for years and years and years and years. There's no doubt about that. Um, however, in saying that, they've struggled. There's some thoughts about how they're going to transition into the SEC. USC can pay a ton of money. They're a huge name. They're the name out west. They were a spot behind Ole Miss in that Wall Street Journal rankings for total program value that we've talked about yeah. over the course of the years. Now, the rumor is they have anteed up here. The Pac-12 is very gettable. You're dealing with Oregon and Utah and some other teams That's and it. stuff. Here, I guess this is my question. Did Lincoln Riley just trade one superior program beating up on other teams to make sure he was in the same situation? And what's SC ceiling? Can it actually be some semblance of what it was in the past, or is this going to be – almost like a West Coast Conference-affiliated Notre Dame where they're damn good every year, but they don't ever win a title and they have a hard time against SEC teams. Yeah, I don't know enough about USC. We can probably get Antonio Morales on in the next couple of weeks and he can fill us in a little bit. I do know a little bit about the whole Oklahoma dynamic, though, from talking to people. Lincoln Riley, for all of the criticism of him, has consistently, I'm told, over the course of the last several months, told people at Oklahoma, we are not ready for the move to the SEC. Logistic or like administratively inside the interior internal stuff, network, program, everything. We're not ready for this. I'm told that Lincoln Riley would point to SEC programs that Oklahoma sort of naturally looked down on and say that and, and would say they're much better than you think they are, their infrastructure is better than you think it is. Their network is better than you think it is, and they are going to be motivated to kick our ass when we show up. And he's not wrong. And he was concerned about it. Um, you know, he looked at, at, at LSU. I think he was, at one point last week, was absolutely planning to go to LSU. I think he told LSU he was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem that LSU has created for themselves is – now you've – Ed Orgeron two years ago today, right? Two years ago today was preparing for an SEC championship game. Yeah. With an undefeated top-ranked team. hmm Two years ago today, that includes a pandemic that turned the 2020 season into a circus. They essentially fired Ed Orgeron for one bad offseason and a 6-6 six and six season. They went 6-6. Mm-hmm. and six. They didn't go two and ten, Chase. They went six and six and were really close to beating Alabama. Yeah. If you're Lincoln Riley, I think a lot of people looked at that and said, Is that really the job that I want? I think it's a fair question to anybody right now. Is that really the job that you want? And someone said this in the stream, and look, I'm a Louisiana boy. But there's nothing special about Baton Rouge. Nobody goes to Baton Rouge these days and goes, Man, this is awesome. And I like Baton Rouge fine, by yeah, the way. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's fine. 
Uh, their fans are, are rowdy. They're supportive, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But it's hot. It's muggy. It's crowded. The traffic sucks. They've got crime issues. The public schools are abysmal. Nobody looks at Baton Rouge and goes, oh, yeah. Woo. It's heaven on earth. And so I think LSU has some issues right now, and Lincoln Riley exposed them. And if you're a coach out there, yeah, you believe in yourself, but and you know that Orgeron was some smoke and mirrors and stuff, but what you can't get away from is that reality that I just said, which is two years ago today, he was on top of the college football world, and they marched to a national championship and won every award that can be won. And two years later, less than two years later, he's With one of those years again being a pandemic season. He's that out. frankly was completely disjointed and everywhere. Yeah, and I know there's more to it. There's Title Nine. There's all. This. I, I get it, but you still don't get away from. Well, that. that's not an excuse. Is Will Wade's not getting run out for those reasons? No. I mean, and he's if, Ed, still if Ed were ten and two this year, is he fired? No. So no. you know they they fired him for on field results. Mm-hmm. They paid him for off field issues, but they fired him for on field results. Yeah. And so, you know, he goes out to USC, Lincoln Riley does. He'll be able to recruit there. He was already recruiting a lot of California kids to Oklahoma. I think he was concerned about his ability to continue to recruit those kinds of kids to Oklahoma playing in the SEC, where all your games are now in Mississippi and Arkansas and Louisiana and Alabama and Georgia. I think he looked at that and went, "Mm, might have to change what we do, and are we ready for that? And I think his decision was that they were not. Um, look, I think USC can be a power. USC was once a power. USC can be a power again, especially if they're going to invest in the program. People call Riley soft and whatever. Fine. Did a hell of a job at Oklahoma. They didn't win national championships, but they came, but they made the playoff. They dominated their league. And if you don't think he can take USC and dominate the Pac-12, you're not keeping up. Oh, well, sure. And so if they're going to pay him an absolute – As somebody said on Twitter yesterday, he has a very paved road to the playoff every year. Now, winning the playoff, whole different deal, but he has a very paved road to the playoff. Well, yeah, and, you know, and if the goal – and look, if you're going to – I said this yesterday, I think, on the board or Twitter or somewhere or maybe to myself in a Michael Stupor, I don't know. If you're going to make $13, $14 million, would you rather live in Manhattan Beach or Baton Rouge? I know which one I'd pick. Sure. Not even close. I mean, I wouldn't even think about it. So, I get it. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. I do wonder what would have happened if Oklahoma had won Saturday night, and they almost did, if Caleb Williams, that run just goes just a little further, and he gets in the end zone, and they win that game. What a freaking crazy game that was, by the way. If if they win that game, does this get out? Does this become a bidding war? What happens over the course of this week? Or do you just keep it buried for a whole week? I don't know how you would have. Yeah, I don't because know how you keep it if you believe Kerry in them, and I do, Oklahoma got wind of the USC thing late Saturday. But that's where Oklahoma made a mistake, right? If you're an administrator and you get wind of, oh, God, it's not LSU, it's USC, you've got to tip off a couple of local media guys and go, you need to ask him about USC tonight. Because Kerry would have said, USC? I'm asking about LSU. No, you need to ask him about USC. 
And that's where sometimes administration people do not understand the media game at all. Because if they knew that, that game didn't start until 6.30 or 7 o'clock. If they truly knew that at 5 o'clock, which is what's being reported, and they didn't tip off a local media person to ask that question, you're not playing this game right. It's a completely a complete misunderstanding of how media games work, which is frankly somewhat par for the course in major college athletics today. The number of people who don't get how you can use media. Yeah, just from the stream a little bit. I mean, I I completely think that USC could have a problem winning the national titles. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, what is the what is their average situation there? Because it's one of those deals where I, I think they 100 percent are in the playoff. I just wonder if they're like Notre Dame, where they don't win. When yeah, they it could be. Over and over you know, over I mean, again. can he recruit Pete level, Pete Carroll level? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Pete Carroll did for a period of time. Even when Lane was there with sanctions, they were a top 15 recruiting team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, all three of his classes were top 15. I mean, there's a lot to sell. There's a lot of California kids that can play football. Look in the NFL. Yeah, it's it's, it's a cool place. Yeah, so. But LSU got played. Doris says you'd rather go to Baton Rouge just for tax purposes. I get that, but. You're making that much money. I don't know that it matters. It, LSU is a better job than SC. SC is an easier job than LSU. Yeah, LSU is a better job. LSU is a better job than SC if your if your sole goal is to win the national championship. Yes, period. If that's it, if your goal is stability and quality of living and being a nationally and, relevant and program. a little calm. Then SC's a better job. So it really depends on how you're judging the job. If if it's, well, I want to win a national championship. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, right now, how many programs are really national championship caliber programs today, really? I mean, this this season, one, one team. You don't give them a chance of losing. I, I, I don't know. If Michigan could channel what they did on Saturday for 60 full minutes and catch a break somewhere – maybe they'd scare them. That's what was so interesting about that game is you watch it, and again, I get it's a one-game sample size and the transitive thing and all that, but the way Michigan dominated both those lines of scrimmage, you looked at it and went, God, Georgia would have choked Ohio State out. Yes. Like, just. Yes. And I don't think Michigan can run the ball on Georgia the way they ran on on Ohio State, which puts the quarterback in, and he's better than he gets credit for, McNamara. And I thought Harbaugh did a really good job of mixing in the McCaffrey kid and he let him throw a couple of times, which I think kept Ohio State off balance. And I thought Michigan had a really good plan. Michigan's front is very good, and they leaned on them and and, and controlled the game at the line of scrimmage. I mean, give Harbaugh a ton of credit because he gets a lot of knock from people about not being a very big game coach, and the numbers bear that out. But I thought he had a great plan, he and his staff, on Saturday. But could they, could they beat Georgia? I don't think so. That's Alabama's good, not beating Georgia. That's a good Saturday. point. Both – the the two best quarterbacks in the SEC are both California kids. So, I mean, just you know, SC start keeping some of those kids yeah. home. Well, I mean, look, if, if if you if you're out there and you recruit really well, just California kids, you'll have a good team. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen a couple questions in the stream. Where I'm not, I'm really not avoiding it. There's no news on Lane's new contract. I think I believe I think I know what terms 
would be on a new deal. Um, I think we're getting caught up in cliche and semantics. Um, yeah. There's not a physical document prepared for Lane Kiffin to sign. Yeah, if you walked into Lane's office right there now. There wouldn't literally be a contract on his desk. Not yet. That's a figurative term that I think some people are using literally. I was told on Thanksgiving morning, someone close to Kiffin, that they had had substantive conversations. The general terms of an agreement, I think, are within reach if they get to that point. That is what I believe yeah. to be true. The market is still moving. The market's moving, and I think he wants to see what happens with the market. And that doesn't even mean I'm he. It's like, oh God, I want any job available. It's what can I max out my deal here? Yeah, it's human. Does eight turn into eight and a half because of what happens in the market? I mean, this is a guy that I do think every hundred thousand dollars matters. Inside each specific contract, I don't think that every hundred dollars, hundred thousand dollars matters as far as he takes the highest bidder for his job. No, no, no. But yeah. inside his deal, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you told him, "Hey, you can either get eight three at Ole Miss or eight two at Ole Miss," I think he'd say, "I want eight three. I don't think he's at a place where he goes, "Well, you know, it doesn't matter." Just my opinion. I could be completely wrong. It's probably time to get the Iowa helmet back. I mean, they they are playing for a division Oh, yeah, title. yeah, we're playing for the Big 12 title. I mean, backdoored into that, but sure. Um, backdoor, smackdoor, man. We're in the title game. Okay. Well, are we are, are we, or they, are they we are. not in the game? Congratulations. Um, it's a real complicated division over there Iowa's in. Um, you know, all your little shots. Basically won the Mac East is what they did. Um, playing in the title game. <laughs> you can only play. <laughs> We're playing in the title game. <laughs> like to thank Minnesota for your efforts on Saturday. Good kids, those Gophers. Good kids, the Gophers. <laughs> Wisconsin played like crap, too. Happy like they for were P.J. Awful. Fleck. It's down there. Where is it? It's at the very bottom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just... I don't know where it's going to go, but... I, mean, oh. I guess you can move Liberty. The, the joke's kind of over. There. Yeah, the joke's done. You had a bad day with the triple option on uh, on Saturday. They got smoked. Um, The Peach Bowl is much easier logistically. Somebody asked if it's not the Sugar Bowl, what do you prefer? The Fiesta is more fun, though. Like, just something different. I mean, there is something to just doing something different. Um, sure. Especially opponent-wise. I mean, look, if i got to deal with it for a month on Ole Miss playing a football game, I'd much rather be dealing with it against Notre Dame than I would Pitt. I mean, yeah, of course. Pitt's now, boring. The one thing I will say is I've, I've seen people make this argument about one time slot versus another. Everyone watches New Year's Six Bowl games. People watch them. Frankly, from a time slot standpoint, the Peach is probably a better time slot. The December 30th night game. Yeah. People are gonna gonna be on, and there's nothing up against it. The you know the games on New Year's Day are gonna have there's gonna be a bunch of games being played at once. Yeah, I see. I just I see no way in the world they send Wake or Pitt to the Fiesta Bowl. So I think if you're in the Peach Bowl, you're playing the ACC champion. I just yeah, see no way around that. I agree. And it just happens to be the one year where Clemson sucks. So it it is what it is. 
Um, I think they would try to market Matt Corral against Kenny Pickett. You could. You could do that. Yeah. You could do the whole quarterback thing. I told you this the other day. I was out walking the dogs, and I told you this. If I'm the Peach Bowl, and I'm not trying to pour cold water on anybody, but if I'm the Peach Bowl, I'm fighting for Ole Miss in my game. I don't care that they played there earlier in the year. And I don't care. I don't. I care none. That it's a false equivalency that they took no one on Labor Day weekend on Monday versus the Peach Bowl. Zero to me in the holiday. And, and the whole well, they play there in September. Yes, at Georgia Tech in a game that I have no part of as the Peach Bowl. Yeah, couldn't I give two. I don't care. Yeah. I'm. If they'll put thirty thousand in here for the Peach Bowl, I'll pull for them in September. Yeah. And I mean, hope they beat the Jacks. So if you're like asking me, and I'm the Peach Bowl, okay, no, who who can I have? I can have Ole Miss. Okay. Who's my other choice? Like Baylor. Yeah, Baylor, this is no-brainer. I want Ole Miss. What's my next choice? Yeah. Someone goes Notre Dame. Okay, well, I'll think about Notre Dame. You would take Notre Dame. Yeah, but the Fiesta's going to want Notre Dame. Yeah, that's their Ole Miss. Yeah, so at that point, I mean, look, if I could – They would basically say, do you want Michigan State or do you want Wake Forest or Pitt? Yeah, so if I'm if I'm the Fiesta or the Peach, and someone goes, "Hey, you can have Ole Miss and Notre Dame," well, done. Sign me up. Yeah, but something tells me the other bowl is going to go. Oh no, 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 no! no, no you don't no. get them both. You're not going to get them both. Now take your pick. Yeah. And I don't know who picks and how the picks work and all that stuff. But if I'm the Peach Bowl, I'm just being honest here. If I'm the Peach Bowl, I'm like saying, "Hey, we do a lot of stuff for you guys in the SEC." A lot. Like, sometimes you guys... You're always in our game at the start of the year. Yeah, and sometimes we take teams from the SEC that we really don't want to take in one of our games. We've even added an extra game. And sometimes we get a stinker of a game, but we do it anyway, so we want Ole Miss. No, I think the Fiesta would want Ole Miss. I think that makes sense for them. Yeah, but, sure. If you're the Fiesta and someone goes, hey, you can have Ole Miss and, and Notre Dame, sign me up. But if somebody says it feels like Ole Miss, ACC, and then Notre Dame, Michigan State, and the other one. That's what I think, too. Because that's the other school, right? Would the Peach go, okay, well, you know what? We'll take Michigan State. How many Michigan State people would come down? Now, they might fill up the hotels. Here's the risk if you are the Peach with Ole Miss is that they won't fill up the hotels. I covered this game once with Auburn, if I recall, and that was one of the big concerns. I know I did. Really? Yeah, one of the big concerns was that, and they were right, is that Auburn fans would come over day of game because it's such an easy drive. If you, okay, you know, if you live in Birmingham to Atlanta, is what two two hours and fifteen minutes? Or sure. Interesting. So you know, I mean that that's the one negative for Ole Miss. If I'm the Peach Bowls, that. A lot of the Ole Miss fans, especially the ones who live in Nashville. Especially without the New Year's tie. Yeah, you know. Yeah. They come over on Thursday morning and they go to the game. They spend one night and haul ass on, on New Year's Eve to get back for their parties. Yeah. Whereas, you know, whoever is there from Ole Miss in, in Phoenix, they're doing several days and New Year's and the whole Yeah, and, whole and the caboodle. people that are going for, for the Fiesta Bowl are probably going because the game's on the 1st, right? Yeah. They're probably going on the 29th and they're making a trip of it. Yeah, they're going to play some golf and do some stuff and whatever. Have a, yeah, 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 drive yeah. to the Grand Canyon and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So. Podcast brought to you in part, in part by Northeast Spark, N E S P A R C. Two packages the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662 238 3159. Phone service, portal controls. 
network security, and much more. So call the office, get the best internet around. Again, that's 662-238-3159. Uh, we're also brought to you by ACS. It's Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi Automation and Control Systems, LLC. Uh, it's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. Shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and so much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. This week's spotlight is on uh, Paragon Center in Ridgeland. It's comprised of 150,000 square feet of office space located on Highland Colony Parkway, minutes from the new Costco, Walk-On Sports Bistro, and I-55. This section of Highland Colony's experienced substantial commercial growth. It's located alongside some of the most affluent neighborhoods in Mississippi. If you'd like to learn uh, more about this great opportunity to house your professional office, call Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell at 601 586 3220. With Christmas now just uh, less than a month away, it's officially time to start planning for holiday gifting, and our friends at Blue Delta have the perfect gift for the season. Blue Delta has introduced their video gift cards, a gift card with a built-in video screen. It's easy. Simply head to BlueDeltaJeans.com, purchase a gift card, and Blue Delta will help you record a personalized message and upload uh, the video card for you. Supply chain issues are going to be a problem this Christmas, but the video gift cards are a surefire way to make sure the gifts get delivered. The guys at Blue Delta sent me one of these. It's a great concept, great presentation. It's the perfect uh, gift for a single person or a group of employees. BlueDeltaJeans.com to purchase or shoot the guys a DM on social media, and they'll get you taken care of. I'll brought to you by Lamons. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for 73 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, pearls, fashion jewelry, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-2342-777. Um, brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, but same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area, call 662-429-4429 for the people at Southern. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford, visitoxfordms.com. Go to the events page, see everything going on this week and every week, including uh, Holly Jolly Holiday beginning December 1st. That includes uh, ice skating back here in Oxford, December 1st to December 12th, every day during that time period. It's real ice this year. It's at the Pavilion off University Avenue. So they got that, carriage rides, and much more. As you can find out, about that uh, in detail again, visit OxfordMS.com and the uh, events page will help you out with that. Uh, there's a lot too. Lane's tweet last night, wasn't there? Just so, state tweet. There's a lot there. 
Okay, here's my question. I got lots of questions, but go ahead. Is and this is one that's been going around for a week for anybody that's been under a rock. This actually went out on maybe the Tuesday or Wednesday or the Thursday before the Egg Bowl. It was it was pregame. Um, in state's recruiting lounge, they have this light up statue thing that says if it said anything but what it says it would look kind of cool if it just said like state or yeah whatever yeah whatever. dogs it, it's it's a neat little or christmas light the, the hail state thing yeah be fine instead it has the abbreviation for go to hell Ole miss on it um and they tweeted it out and i know you're tweeting it out because you're playing Ole miss that night and whatever it was the like the director of recruiting guy that did it but my god he'd I be mean, fired today Whoever concept, whoever came up with the concept, fired. The tweet, fired. If it's still up today, everyone else is fired. Well, it is the same. I mean, it's the same school that put F whatever on the baseball uniforms. I mean, there's a precedent here. Why not just say, hey, baby, I can't get over you. You dumped me. You've moved on, and I can't. Why don't you just say, I can't even get out of the bed each morning. All I can do is think of you. You're my whole existence. Oh, and by the way, I don't wish the best for you. I hope you die. I'm going to be petty. (laughs) I'm not glad you're happy. I wish you were miserable. It's such a small look. So, Matt, Matty Dudek is the guy's name. This is on November 25th, so four days ago. I guess it was Thursday. Recruit lounge ready, hashtag mood, hashtag hell state, hashtag GTHOM. He gives the picture. It had come out a couple days prior to that because one of the guys in town on a visit had put a picture of himself on the visit with it in the background. So people were already aware of this. It took a while to get to Lane, but Lane 11 hours ago, sometime around 9.30, 9.45 last night, he uh, does the, like, the, hmm, finger on cheek kind of emoji thing at Ole Miss football. The bell with the line through it, um, mm-hmm. which he's really liked the last few days. Because he has grown very much to, a, a hatred for cowbells to this point. I think that's legitimate. I don't think that's a that's a ploy for Lane. Uh, no, I, I think he legitimately hates the cowbells. I don't think he's alone in the SEC. I, I, I've told you this on our show Thursday night. I've, I, I laugh every single time I see the picture of him walking into the stadium with his trench coat on, and he has his AirPods in, and he's like looking over to the right. And his facial expression is just this, what in the hell is going on mm-hmm. around me right now? Apparently, he even mentioned them in the pregame uh, on the radio interview on uh, on, on Thursday as well. With people there two hours before yeah. the game ringing uh-huh. bells. Uh-huh. And then he gives some other emojis, fire, blue heart, powder blue heart. 2-0. Can't <laughs> we all just love that neighbor? Question mark. Good luck in your bowl game, Hell State football. You guys played a great game. Much respect. Hashtag Mississippi strong. At Coach Leach, powder blue, heart, the pirate. Love the pirate. I mean, the level of... I mean, because he, he does that often. He he mentions other teams on Twitter, good game, see you next year. All yeah, that sure, crap. That's sure. all his thing. Sure. But there's so much crap in this tweet. He he puts in the 2-0. and Make sure he leads with that. Oh, he does the can't we all just get along thing. And it draw that's Which, the last thing they want. What's the last thing that anybody over there wants? But it what'd you think of Keith Carter coming back with, hey, let's just focus on ourselves. You're right, it's different, but let's it's almost like Keith going, please do not please do not poke that snake. 
Oh, you think so? A little what bit. Are you saying? A little bit. I read it as just calm down. Yeah, let's We're not. Good. Let's not. Let's let's just dominate them and not be and not say anything about it, which is the ideal strategy. I just don't know that that's Lane's. But I don't. Here's the here's the difference. I don't think Lane is going to be tweeting about Mississippi State on April the third, on June the eighth. No, it's week of and a couple days after. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see Lane parading the egg to the Senatobia Walmart in March. He's going to strap it in his Tahoe and take off to Pontotoc, you don't think? My guess is that the picture with Corral the other night was the last time he'll fool with the egg until next year. That's my stab. I could be yeah. completely wrong. I just I don't think Lane Kiffin's goal in life is to die. Well, it's just like, I mean, they're at different points from a program standpoint, and they, they, they had a better season. I mean, I don't. Avery agrees with you, by the way. She says she read it as Keith throwing shade at MSU for their obsession. Um, and it could be both, I, frankly. I don't know that I had an opinion either way. I thought he was backing Kiffin to some extent, just kind of playing on Twitter. Because, I mean, yeah. look, I mean, Keith was trolling State on Thursday night. Yeah. When he was driving home. So, yeah. I mean, there was a lot there. Um, I guess my point being, I don't expect Lane, and I don't, unless I miss one, like, I, I don't think Lane's going to take a photo with the Magnolia Bowl trophy, the Chick fil A kickoff trophy, and the Egg Bowl like Pittman did with their three things. Like, I think Lane moves past that yeah. pretty quickly and goes, all right, whatever, moving on. Yeah. Um, I, frankly, he could have seen it and just been in shock and went, Yeah, holy wow. hell, yeah. Because I do think there's a semblance of people tell you things and you go, yeah, sure, okay. And then you get there and go, oh. Well, it's the one thing I've always excused Houston Nut for. I mean, I totally understand why Houston in 2009 was like, what in the hell are you guys talking about? I get it. He'd gone to Starkville, what, four or five times as Arkansas's head coach? I think he had won 10 in a row. I think he was at Arkansas 11 years and he went 10 and 1 against State. Yeah, so he'd been to Starkville a minimum of four times as the Arkansas head coach. Yeah. And they'd always won. And he was like, I don't get it. What are you – people kept going, oh, it's going to be different. And he was like, what are you – no, it's not. Yeah, I've done this. And so I think Lane, to Lane's credits, much like Houston, he's like, look, I went over there as the Alabama OC. They were loud. It was like, ring bells, and they were loud, and we kicked their ass and left, and it was fine. And I, I, I get that completely. I mean, so he goes over there as the Ole Miss head coach. He's like, holy shit. These people are insane. <laughs> This is not what I expected. Yeah. Which is exactly what Houston said later. It was just too late. Yeah. The realization for Lane was happening during the game. He got more animated as the game went on. Well, because look, they tell you, and I think I think something's gonna give because I think they've messed with too many of the people in the league that matter. It's very clear that between plays they're ringing like this, right? Mm-hmm. And during the play, it's down and they're ringing because it still rings, but it has a different sound. Yeah. It's like hitting a different water glass if you're doing the play in the, yeah, the glass. Thing. Exactly. A great yeah. example. The crystal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not stopping <laughs> ringing it. Well, it's loud as hell when Corral's trying to actually get the play to his people. That's why the rule is dumb, too, is that well, the no, more you... important time is when he's actually trying to relay before he gets – because you don't huddle anymore. Nobody goes, hey, it's not a thing. Well, you know, are you convinced that they're not using amplifiers? Yeah. 
ring responsibly is what shows up on the board. Yeah, whatever. But they don't ring responsibly. No. They break And they're the never rules. penalized for it. And so it's time for somebody drop a flag, drop another flag, drop another flag. Now the referee's got to get the hell out of there after it's over, and I get it. Easy for me to say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for you to be the referee that keeps going <clears throat> unsportsmanlike conduct, yeah. ringing irresponsibly, <laughs> 15 yards, and that's an automatic first down. Yeah. I mean, the fourth time he does that, he's like, man, is anybody armed? <laughs> right? I mean, he's like, it's close to Christmas, and I've got a family too. I, I totally get it. Yeah. Hey, Rebels, can I go in your locker room? Well, that, I mean, that's where the league's got to go. So the league's, the, But the league's big boy enough to go, okay, look, it's not fair for us to ask a referee to put his life in danger the seventh time. Because can you imagine the cascade of stuff about the fourth time that he calls? And their coaching staff losing their ever love. Oh, yeah. Line. I mean, it, yeah, I get it. But the league can say no more. You are not, they're not allowed in. And we'll fine you a quarter of a million dollars or half a million dollars every single time that we hear one. Grind's asking how the cowbell thing started. I I could be completely wrong on this, so if I am, okay. Um, I want to say they were like playing Alabama. Yeah, they were playing Alabama, and like a stray cow wandered onto the field, and they won the game or something. Oh. And that's how that. Pretty sure that's how that came to to be. A fine makes sense, but. Penalties inside the game actually are what will change behavior. Well, it's not Joe from West. Look, you fine enough, and they'll put the security in place to confiscate the bells. That was the problem was take was allowing the bells to begin with, not how you're actually legislating the bell ringing. I mean, you you tell them, hey, y'all ring bells in this game, and it's a million dollars. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, okay. Yeah. Let us work on this. Because suddenly, that's a. I mean, and, and, and I'm not. Am I right here in saying that it's like a? Because this question got to ask, and look, nobody's going to do this, and I don't even really want to spend that much time on cowbells. I don't know why we're doing this today, but I don't even think it's legal for like Ole Miss to hand out vuvuzelas. I think it is a state-specific thing that they get cowbells. I don't think other teams can bring in artificial noisemakers and then ring them responsibly. Why not? I, I think it's an SEC rule that only gives state that that benefit. I think I'm pretty sure. Could be wrong. I haven't checked my artificial noise baker rule book lately, but I, mean. <laughs> I don't know. Because where'd the cow come from? It was just out and about like a straight dog. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's the first I heard of it. <laughs> Look, I, if you have your cowbells and you're not an idiot. Like, okay, but there's just no way to keep people from being idiots. And that's not a state thing. That's a fan thing. You have an artificial noisemaker in your hand. You're yeah. going to ring the stupid thing. It was disruptive Thursday night. It's been disruptive for 10 yeah. years. I mean, if you only rang them in certain times, I'm like, cool. It's a cool deal. There's a reason that the band can't play during certain times. There's a reason that you have to turn the music off during certain times. I mean, I'm all for the atmosphere. It's cool. I mean, you, you want games to be crazy. Like Bedlam the other night was nuts. It was. Michigan, Michigan's State. crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's cool, but you do you do want it. You, I mean, you want there to be a home field advantage, but you don't want it to be to the point that it's ridiculous. Who'd you find yourself pulling for? Which, ga- which game? 
Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan. I caught myself cheering did for you Michigan. Really? I did, which was surprising to me. I laughed at Harbaugh's shot after the game because it was very accurate. And then I also went, yeah, make sure you get yours because you're one and seven again. Yeah, so go ahead. Like, all right, but yeah. I mean, I caught myself cheering for Michigan. Was, and then being annoyed by Michigan, though. Like, I, I, sure. I, it was a weird. Yeah, I'm never going to be a big fan. Yeah. I mean, because I, look, he was 100. Ryan Day took the first shot. He talked about hanging 100 on Michigan and all that crap over yeah. the years. Harbaugh's shot landed, though. He made some mention that people are born on third base and think they hit a triple. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. It wasn't wrong. No. I mean, Ryan Day walked into a pretty cush situation there at Ohio State. He didn't build that puppy. Um, it's it's one of college football's games where you need a little bit of parity. You need Michigan to win that game occasionally. You don't need Ohio State to just wreck Michigan all the time. It was fun. It was a fun day. I mean, every every time slot had a had a game. Um. Oh, there were some great games. Now, I left after Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. I stayed for nothing beyond that. I know a couple things were going on. No, there was USC, BYU, but I was out. Yeah, that did not hold my... Carson and I were in the living room, and we switched to... Um, what did we watch? Family Guy or something. We I, I was... At the end of Bedlam, I was footballed out. Someone said USC, BYU was a good game, but I, 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 was, I was completely toast. Dunk calls would be a really good artificial noisemaker. Because they're small, so I can't. Put those I can't Oregon play ducks. Calls. I mean, someone did bring up a good point. Bevo's going to go nuts in Starkville, isn't he? When everybody's ringing <laughs> bells, I and mean, Bevo's going to be like a nervous wreck. And that is a big, big animal to be nervous. Oh, I mean, w- will it affect the cow? I mean, I don't. I've never talked to a cow about it, but that's what the bells are for, right? Telling them to. Yeah, let's go. Oh. Think it's a problem? I mean, again, I've never been a rancher, but I'm going to guess that Bevo would hear all the bells. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss confiscates the cowbells because it's – why wouldn't you on the road? I mean, duh. They're checking them pretty closely. Yeah, know? take them up, put them in a big thing, and melt them down. Yeah, because you don't get it back. Because I, I, I know – I mean, I, I'm – I mean, Amory's more pro-state than Ole Miss to buy a little bit. I know a lot of state fans – for that reason, they have road bells because they don't want to take their good bells to Oxford because they'll get taken. The sentimental bells do not make their way into Bottoming West Stadium. They have road bells to, 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 to handle those things. And then you, you take the road bells that don't have that type of pull for you emotionally, and then those are the ones that if they get taken away and you don't get them back after the game, because you will, you will hear that walking into the stadium, you will hear those arguments between fans and security guards as, well, how do I get it back when the game is over? And it's like, oh, you're a novice. You brought your good bell. No, you don't bring the good bells to, to to Oxford. You take the. What's the difference? Oh no, those things get handed down like oh, generationally. Really? Yeah, it's like oh. rings and heirlooms. Yeah. I mean, did you not watch the barstool thing? Brandon Walker pulled like twelve out of his bag. Oh, I had, did see that. No, you got you got bells for all occasions now. You have. Did you think Brandon owed? You have ben? wedding bells. You have funeral bells. You have good bells, bad bells, road bells, home bells. They ring them at weddings. Oh, I'm sure. A cowbell at a wedding? I would assume. Don't, don't you think? I mean, the mixed signal there is like... Yeah, disposable bells. <laughs> disposable bells. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it would be... I, I, I'm not lying, though. I'm serious. You don't take your good bells to road games. Disposable bells. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it hurts just, to laugh, damn it. 
Yeah. I mean, no, it is. Like, you, that, yeah, that's your grandpappy's bell. You, yes, it sits on the mantle. Look, I, I'm sure they ring them at, at, at weddings. I mean, people, you've married state people in the thing. Who's to, who, did you make anybody have it at your wedding? I mean, A and M does the Aggie War Hymn at weddings. I mean, that just sounds like a seance when it's going well, on. Well, they're different. They're a cult. I mean, what girl grows up dreaming of her wedding day saying, you know what would be great at the end of it is if they rang cowbells? I will guarantee it happens. I mean, I can ask on Twitter and see what responses I get, but I'm, 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 I feel very confident about this. I guarantee somebody won't admit it in the stream, but somebody who's married somebody from Mississippi State has had that happen at their wedding. Just saying. Podcast brought to you in part by Tyson Drugs and GNM Pharmacy 662-236-2222. They deliver locally here in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Food prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you when you uh, need it. Also, they got the Game Changer patches right there in stock. You can just stop in there on South Lamar in Oxford and get something for uh, all the holiday festivities coming up this month. So, again, left to your community pharmacy. Handle all pharmaceutical needs for you, 662-236-2222. Uh, we're brought to you by uh, John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. So there's like a lot of stuff that you need to know if you're thinking about traveling. For example, if you're thinking about going to the Caribbean, there's differences in different places. Mexico, wide open to all travelers. Uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands is open with the COVID test. Uh, the British Virgin Islands, vaxxed, you can go, but you have to stay in an approved resort. Um and uh, St. Martin, open to all with COVID tests, and court, but quarantine is possible. They're just things you need to know if you're planning a trip. And get in touch with John. He'll, uh, he'll take care of that for you. He knows all the details on where everything is, what's going on, and uh, he can help make your trip a special one. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Delicious menu featuring euros, uh, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. Uh, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, candlelit patio, 306 South Lamar, just south of the uh, Square Courthouse uh, in Oxford. Also brought you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles, great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I'll have a mailbag up on Wednesday. I'll solicit some questions a little later this morning. That's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo, condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Also brought to you by Service Specialists with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. Service Specialists has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967 is the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. Um, if you're looking for a job, if you're looking for employees for a job, you need to reach out to service specialists because they always know of both. They know of jobs that aren't being advertised, and they know of um, uh, prospective employers, employees that are out there who don't want their uh, resume public for confidentiality concerns. 662-832-5138 or serviced specialist ltd.com 
and brought to you by uh, The Rogue. The Rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing. Also, make sure you check out their collegiate collection as you do your Christmas shopping. The Ole Miss fan, the uh, Mississippi State fan, whatever the case may be, they've got it. And all the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And we're brought to you by Alpha Specialty, 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl. They're your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. It's alphaofms.com, 601-932-9798. And don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment, financing available at CorinthDental.com. Um, Hypo in the mix at Oklahoma, in your opinion, at all? I don't think so. I haven't seen his name much, actually. I haven't heard that. But, I mean, again, yesterday was so crazy because people who normally do not possess the ability to say the words, I don't know, mm-hmm. were saying, I don't know. Got a lot of that yesterday. Yeah. Um, Look, LSU thought they had their man. They're completely off guard. And what I thought was interesting, and I don't know what Matt said this morning, but I was listening to Matt's Sunday morning podcast and he said he thought or was being told by LSU people that something was happening soon like Tuesday or Wednesday and that LSU people would be happy and I was like boy Mark Stoops isn't going to make everyone happy oh god no no and if I'm Mark Stoops by the way I am not leaving Kentucky right now I mean I I just went nine and three the capital he has in Kentucky right now he's his floor this year is the Outback Bowl Nine and three. Probably headed the Citrus. They're thrilled. Yeah, I think they actually get an Orlando game. I do too. I, I mean, they're they got to be thrilled. Why would you leave that? They're going to pay him a bunch of money, and Mark Stoops is not. Um, he's not hardcore football coach, if mm-hmm. you will. Mark Stoops likes to go enjoy himself. Yeah, sure. He likes to go, hey, hang out at a bar and have a drink. And do me wrong, I'm not, I'm not criticizing because yeah. I sometimes think football coaches hardcore themselves to death. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that you can do that at LSU and then lose the game. Yeah. Um, got a Twitter message that said, yeah, wife's cousin married a state fan. They rang cowbells instead of throwing rice. Never been so happy to be at work that day. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Aren't you comparing the bride to a cow at that point? Because you're like ringing her out of the. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, isn't that? I mean, again, no, no girl goes. You know what? I really hope is that when I'm walking back up the aisle after I've married my new husband, that they're going to ring cowbells. Like here she comes. Here comes the cattle. Right. I, I don't Aren't you like, hey, you're going to throw pe- flower petals or something at me? I mean, isn't? I mean, I've, I've never been a girl, but. I'm thinking that's what I would prefer on my wedding day. Something more traditional than bells. Yeah. Uh, 
just from a turnaround standpoint, I was going to mention this. Ole Miss Volleyball made the NCAA tournament. Um, they had lost 33 of their last 34 matches coming into the season. They went 21-8, and 10-8 and eight in the SEC, and they play Creighton in the first round of the NCAA tournament. She's so, done an amazing job. It's a hell of a turnaround yeah. from, from that standpoint. So just a quick aside. Also, the first time in uh, Ole Miss Athletics history that all fall sports have reached the reached postseason play in the same year. Um a lot of that to volleyball struggling over the years because Matt Moss done a nice job with soccer and obviously the football teams made a lot of bowl games. So just a little uh little note there. Uh let's see. What else do we uh do we have? Oh, I mean I'm sure there's state fans who hate the cowbell. I mean sure. Yeah. Mark Stoops leaving would be giving away so much just equity and quality of life. I mean yeah, it, 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 it and I get it. You're not going to win a national championship at Kentucky. Yes, how are you wired? Can you just be happy with what you got? But he's proven that you can win eight, nine games. He's won nine regular season games twice now at Kentucky. And he's won eight a couple of times and seven a couple of times. He's got them good. They're they're solid. Nobody nobody looks at Kentucky on the schedule and goes, W. And they have an identity. Yeah. They play good defense. They run the ball. Yeah. Well, and he got a good quarterback this year, and I mean, and when yeah. I say good, I mean just good, nothing great. Yeah, he, he was fine. Levis is okay. Yeah, you, you never watched him. Went, oh my god, that dude's going to sling it in the NFL, but he also didn't just suck. <clears throat> yeah, so I don't know. Curious. Uh, I, I I know Levy is on a lot of hot boards. I just that would surprise me if he's the next head coach at Oklahoma. I know people keep asking that, but that would that would really blow me away. Yeah, I'm watching the ULL situation yeah, when Napier one. leaves. I think that's one that makes some sense for, for Jeff. Um, there are some people out there. Let me be careful with this because I don't want to get too far down this road. There are people out there who are saying, hey, whoever's the next Oklahoma coach should hire Jeff Lebby. If I'm Jeff, I'm a, I know that Oklahoma's his alma mater, and for some people that means more than others. Um I'd be a little cautious there. I will tell you the one rumble that's been out there for months involving Jeff Levy is that Bill O'Brien and Alabama are not copacetic mm-hmm. and um, that Jeff Levy is very high on Nick Saban's list of prospective offensive coordinators. Would he leave Ole Miss to go to Alabama to work for Saban? I don't know. Yeah. So let me openly tell you I don't know. But when people hey, what do you think is going to happen with Levy, my, my standard answer is – I think it's too soon to say. Yeah, I agree with that. So, um, we'll look at plenty. There'll be plenty happening today. We'll have some NFL stuff throughout the week, and we'll lead to uh, the weekend. We'll find out where Ole Miss is headed for bowl season. Alabama and Georgia obviously having some impact on that, as well as other games around the uh, country for championship Saturday. So, uh, appreciate it by the stream. Had a good crowd today. Had a big crowd today. It's will be in podcast form. Obviously, check rebelgrove.com in the meantime for recruiting and whatever else shakes, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.